Yes, it's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy B. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. The dangling thumb. And you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they paid me Sasquatch movie that I thought was Boggy Creek and I got like five minutes and I was like, I don't think this is the right movie with the fucking high-tech computer printout. <laughs> I, I could not stop sending that to people when I watched it. I was like, every everyone needs to see the technology of this master computer. <laughs> it looked it looked like me on my way to the bathroom after I pooped myself. <laughs> Oh, and speaking of pooping ourselves, welcome back to Quality Time. Uh, we're back here again uh, on a wonderful Sunday afternoon with my my dearest my dearest friends and loved ones. Uh, first, I'd like to introduce my, my blood, my brother, Mr. Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Yeah, talking to. Oh my God, who's joining us on the program? It's me, Travis Crabtree. Oh my God, Travis Crabtree from the movie uh, uh, Boggy Creek, huh? That's right. I'm 88 years old now. <laughs> it's really good to have you. I, I, were you able to free up your schedule just to, to join us? And maybe even, uh, is this the first time you've ever seen internet? I don't know what you're talking about. This is all sorcery to me. You know, soon we're going to get the internet by like 2035 down in Falk. Down in so, Falk, our Kansas. And uh, as soon as I get off this pood, pood thing, pood keisting thing, I'm going to go back to hunting because I hunt year round and I don't care about laws. Hell yeah. And who would? When you live in Boggy Creek, you make the laws. Uh, and speaking of people who make laws, uh, we're joined by the very lovely, the very talented, the slightly upset stomach, Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I don't know what that meant. Make I don't make laws. I don't know. It was just it was just a segue. I tried my best. That's okay. I'm <laughs> I pooped myself about an hour ago. <laughs> and you're toughing it through and you sound like you're actively going to shit yourself like now. And I feel I I actually can see the pain in your eyes and I feel I feel bad. I feel bad Why for you. Why is it why is it that when you're at your poopiest, you just want to be held? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. Because somebody might squeeze you and make the poop. <laughs> yeah. Treat you, like, <laughs> treat you like a squirt toy. <laughs> I'm like a brown tub of toothpaste. <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you do, don't let um, Pollock squeeze you. He'll make a painting. Uh, I already did it in my toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you know what? You know what? I, you know what? I, you know what I call the back of a toilet bowl? My canvas. <laughs> I was funny, Jeremy. Before you got on the, uh, uh, yes, you've painted many times at my house, Jeremy. It's fucking horrible. Um, but the hey, before the show, Ashley was. Uh, I was telling her. She was telling me about her upset stomach or whatever. I was like, hey, you know, this is. It's okay. You can sit one out. It sounds like you're actively going to shit yourself right now. She goes, no, I watched this shitty movie. <laughs> and I have to share it. <laughs> so uh, you're being a real trooper, Ashley. If you need to tap out, you just give us the hand signal or run away very fast. We'll get the idea. If, if, I, if, I, if I shit myself... You'll know because I'm just going to go, oh no, oh no, it happened, oh it happened, and then you'll have to go oh, all with no, it. No, 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 no. It, it is. As soon as it happens, no. you'll just hear, uh, you'll just hear this right here. Then we'll know what's happening. Delicate flower. 
morning again. <laughs> oh man! Well, is there such a thing as having a simultaneous period and or shit? Um, it's horrible. Um, you can absolutely get diarrhea and bleed out of your vagina at the same time. Man. I call them blood farts. Have you ever done all? Have you done the full? Uh, triple though have you done both of those and throw up all at once yes <laughs> do they make you king after you do that <laughs> i thought i was dying um i remember one time a couple years back i think i had my period and i got the stomach flu so i am actively having a period having diarrhea and throwing up in my bathroom at the same time I feel like uh, that's like the equivalent of like getting like if you took your car to the shop, that's changing all the fluids at once. Right. Like they just everything out. We're going to start new today. Well, whatever, whatever happens, don't go to prom because you're end up like burning the place. Yeah. <laughs> no one would take my poopy ass to prom. <laughs> well, we got it. <laughs> Ashley, maybe this will maybe this will cheer you up just a little bit, okay? Um, to hear my my uh, me killing it this week, okay? So okay. I went to the DC Improv. We were doing the murder mystery on Wednesday, and uh, Antoine, who is uh, he's like one of the main guys at the DC Improv, he comes up to me and uh, he's talking with Rob, and uh, he calls me and Tommy over, and he goes, "Hey, you know what?" Uh, I've been watching what you guys are doing. We're actually having a 40th anniversary show. It's really big. It's like everybody who's a local headliner is doing it. And the idea is like you do like a joke or something and then there's karaoke. And I was like, Antoine has seen us sing. He knows he knows us as a duo that we're fucking great at this. And I was like, hell yeah, we're out to get booked on a real DC improv show outside of the murder mystery realm. And so I'm very excited about this. Me and Tommy, our eyes are lit up. And then he goes, he was like, yeah, uh, well, this one lady is actually going to be singing It's Raining Men. And we thought it'd be great if you guys could just come out topless during it. So (laughs) the offer was for me to be a male stripper for someone else's bit. And uh, I said, I was like, yeah, yeah, I meant this is a thing I do. But you could see part of Tommy Simbazo's eyes just slowly die right in front of me. Like, he's like. I'm really funny, though. No. <laughs> wait, wait, Eric, which eye? <laughs> the strong one. The strong the one. Strong one. But look, I, I'm so sorry to hear that. I, I know that feels bad. And I, I know it must be hard to realize that you're the Ashley diarrhea of people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's like the next uh, John. On Wayne Gacy Pogo film that I go through, I'm like, well, you're gonna have to do a lot more gay things. And I'm like, oh, time for me to test whether I'm gay again. <laughs> I like it. Um, so that was uh, that was my bit of uh, excitement from this week. You had uh, you on top of being uh, sick this week, Ashley. You also had a, a bit of a bad trip, from what I've heard. Yes. So now that I've quit my job, for those of you that don't know. I am completely unhinged and out of touch with reality. (laughs) And I decided to take shrooms because, you know, I'm super fucking depressed all the time. So I asked my gardener um, if... That was a strong eye wink right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's me pooping. Um, So (laughs) I asked my gardener... (laughs) um sorry i feel like i'm gonna pass out so um i i say to this person when i see them the other day i go hey by the way did you do anything different to your batches of shroom tea no no why would you ask uh i don't know i made it through a third of the bottle before i lost my fucking mind um (laughs) i was out with some girlfriends and also i won't lie very stupid of me because i thought oh i've been doing them pretty frequently at this point i know what i'm doing so i take them before i start doing my makeup and everything's fine and then as i'm doing my eyeliner i look in the mirror and my pupils are huge and i go (laughs) oh so i finish like all my makeup and thank god they are picking me up because i'm losing my fucking mind we get to the restaurant i'm being 
insane. I'm groping people at my table. I'm touching the menus weird. Like no one wants to be with me. So then I start in the restaurant. I'm in a bad week. In the restaurant. <laughs> I start screaming, what is this on my face? What is this on my face? It was my goddamn fake eyelashes. And I have a meltdown and I run to the bathroom and I rip off my eyelashes because I'm scared. And then as I'm ripping them off, this girl is coming out of the bathroom and locks eyes with me. And like a fucking crazy person, I yell at this girl in the mirror. I have fake eyelashes. You cannot afford great success. And then I leave them there. What? weirdo and then my friends bring me home and then it got weirder and i just kept freaking myself out and then i like grab my boobs and i'm like what are these and i just kept getting so scared oh my gosh it was horrible one thing that we have within our show is uh which one of us is gonna have to get committed for a little bit and i thought it was jeremy i thought he was in the lead but you're getting you might be on the on the edge right now ash it's not funny. Don't say that. Okay, every, I won't. Every, every ten years. Yeah, every ten years we just take Jeremy in just for a checkup, just a because. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm at my depression level of four right now versus the normal unemployed depression level of eight, where I actually write my own calendar. So <laughs> yeah, I I do love the the daily uh uh what is it the. It's not affirmations. Daily negative affirmations. There you go. The negative affirmations. You know, you know, unlike me, Ashley is smart and can actually still make money even when not having a real job. So she's she's not really that scared versus me, like, you know, being scared of being put on the street. You know, she knows, like, apps for walking dogs and stuff like that. So, Jeremy, I am so emotionally alone. It is a bat cave of existence. It is horrible. You you're lucky enough to be married to a woman that shits on your couch as well. Like, <laughs> <enjoy her. laughs> oh man, health of my marriage is just barely breathing, but it's all good. Because so I am barely breathing. <laughs> Ooh, for another day. <laughs> so, um, I think uh, you you said you went to uh, Chiller Theater. Now, how did that go? Killer Theater is this weekend. Oh, okay, it's this weekend. Sorry. Of course, lead on the uh, on the list of actors to meet this weekend, Russ Tamblin. Russ Tamblin, otherwise known as, otherwise known as Chalky <gasps> from Cabin Boy. Oh, okay, no Chalky. Uh, uh, okay, that that's a good find. I thought you said Chaka from Land of the Lost is what I was expecting. I think he's on there too, but I don't care about Chaka. He's come on. He's like scary old now. Arbari, uh-huh. Ugrundi Musaka. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the other, the other, the other leads on my list of my second favorite boxer of all time, Larry Holmes. Uh, uh, some people that we know who who uh, we watched the movie The Hidden. The lead uh, Michael Nori is supposed to be there f- from uh, The Hidden, and uh, Leah Thompson, who I guess she was in some movie with Michael J. Fox back in the day, and uh, Peter Weller, otherwise known as RoboCop. Well, the Peter Weller is the biggest name you've named out of everybody for sure, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, Leah Thompson. I mean, between uh, yeah. Back to the Future and um, what are other big films? Uh, oh yeah, Howard the Duck. So. And Red Dawn, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and her and and, and Dirty Dancing star, um, what's her name? And um, Jennifer Gray. Mm-hmm. Patrick Patrick Swayze. I was gonna say Sasha Gray, and I knew that was wrong. Well, I oh. I'm of my life killing all those Russians before. So I do I like love it. Uh, Red Dawn. I think maybe is it Red Dawn where they actually blow up like half like a real suburban uh, town in that movie. I think you're thinking of um, Fort Fairlane. Sorry. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, well, when you said Red Dawn, I was like, oh, you mean when I wake up? And I'm like, I wasn't expecting my period. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that's what we were thinking for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, you know what else I was thinking? Oh, yeah. Jeremy, uh, a big breaking news on Baby Eater. Oh, that's right. I was telling the story before the program as opposed to just making a suggestion. Uh, Hopefully going to get another scene under the belt of this movie that's been going on for at least two, three years now of 
the lead investigator, Eddie, Eddie X, uh, talking to the ME, Pete Jackalone, about the remains of a baby. So, which I pretty much had in my head rolling around like a couple of stones. So, good times. Hell yeah. Well, I'm excited. Um, Got to be honest with you. 30 more, only 30 more scenes to go. The movie's in the can, baby. Hell yeah. You've you've recorded two or three of the 90 that you need. So I consider after this scene that the, this movie will be 18% in the can versus the 15%. Because <laughs> we have all the monologues at the bar, and we have the beginning and the ending of Baby Eater ready. So. There's right. something really special about when Jeremy just said remains of a baby. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm feverish and I'm out of my mind. But it made me think of that god awful song, Lips of an Angel. <laughs> like remains of a baby. <laughs> it sounds so sweet. <laughs> Playing with the bits of remains of a baby. Rolling around, it tastes like meat. Tell me why. <laughs> It melts in my mouth and not my high. <laughs> um, that is good. The remains of a baby. That should be. Who sings that? Fucking is that? What is it? The uh, Nickelback. It's not Nickelback. No, it's not like. Uh, sh- no, that's not Shine. Is it down, five sorry. five it's, finger it's, death punch. It was a really shitty. Is it Green Day? <laughs> it was a really shitty, shitty band in the two thousands. Because I remember. Every day getting ready and having VH1 on. I had to look it it up. I found it. Okay, who is it? It's uh, it's by Hinder. Yeah, they're real bad. Yes. 2000s bad. Yes. Baby, why you calling me so late? I can't really cheat right now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to let some mangle. Yeah, that song I'm is pretty this girl, but I'm thinking about you cuz I got It's a weird song. It is a very fucked up song to be like, "Hey, you can't call my house right now." <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> it's not like the uh the Kid Rock song where he's like fucking some woman with like lots of coke in a hotel room. But I'm thinking about you. Yeah, Cheryl. That's right. Yeah, say hey. Sometimes when I'm uh when I'm banging other women in sleazy motels, I can't look at your picture. <laughs> I I also <laughs> what what psychopath does do that? That like, it's just it's fucking no. Crazy. You're right. It's beyond it's beyond reason. But I love that there was this whole era of butt rock. That was just like, I'm gonna sing about my mistress and my wife at the same time. I want them both to know. <laughs> Or how the, how, the, how the song starts, like, oh, you know, I'm banging some chick with coke in a hotel room. She's like, I'm going to church. Yeah, that's right. No, I love, I love, last night I said, I'm getting us off track, but I also loved that Uncle Cracker song, which I don't even want to get into that right now. But my mom loved that song. He did Follow Me. Which is about this guy convincing this woman to like cheat her or like, oh yeah, because he's like, you don't have to leave, but you can still be with me. And my mom, being the Christian woman that she was, she'd lean into me in the car when she'd pick me up in school and she'd go, I know this song is bad, but my God, if I don't love this song. Maybe it's like it's like the uh, the surrogate song. Like all I want to do is make love to you because my husband has sperm problems. <laughs> you know, by heart. So. I love that one. You know, uh, you know, a song that our mom really likes. Jeremy is uh, it's a surprising a surprising song that she really digs. There's that a, is that all my all my ends by DMX. Yes, <laughs> yes, she loves that song. No, uh, she sings all the time. She uh, she can't stop saying it. Um, so the no, there. Uh, she really likes the song by Sublime that uh, called "All of the DJs." She fucking loves it. I, she just heard it one day. She's like, Ooh, "What is that song?" But the first thing is just is like, "All of the DJs surely take a lesson." Start talking trash and you come with my Smith and Wesson. A little problem goes away. Bye. And she's like, "This is really good. This is good music." So I love moms. Yeah, There's just something. Oh, it's better cool. than her singing. It's better than her singing that my 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 
pussy in my crack song all oh yeah the time. she just she yeah my mom i you know i don't like when mom sings the milkshake song every time we go out to go get milkshakes you know my milkshake brings both jeremy and eric to my yard that's not what oh, mom that's not what the song means that's not what the song means mom it's not about this makes a lot of sense about your childhood <laughs> Hey, speaking of uh, our mom, just I, real, then we'll get into uh, today's movie. But uh, the uh, last week, uh, I sh- I shared a video uh, with on my Insta of how many owls my mom has in her in her apartment. Um, I I swear to God, they, she has so many fucking owls in every square inch of this place but my favorite and it's just like these little owl knickknacks and there's not you can't look at any part of her house bedroom main room there's an owl within a eyeline sight of wherever you are right now the favorite of this though and i had to get a close-up shot of it she has a whole shelf of like like underneath her plants and filled with owls and then there's an owl picture frame right and it's like a it's like a picture frame with, that looks like two owls have come off the edge and inside of the picture frame is a picture of a fucking owl as well like not even <laughs> just fucking owls everywhere and uh i i love it that's her little collection man she, yeah that's super cute too all right jeremy what are you trying to show us here on the thing um Oh, is this the, uh, okay, I see a Roman soldier. I know what this is, the owl from Hercules. Oh, yeah, from, uh, oh, from, uh, no, Clash of the Titans. Thank you, sorry. There we go. All right, yeah, look at that. Yeah, (laughs) I love, I've never met, I've never met Mama Woodworth, but, you know, good for her. You know, who, who, who has sad coping mechanisms? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Well, are we ready to get into today's uh, tale of uh, of of cryptids and, and scariness? Because we're about to get real creepy with the nineteen seventy two Legend of Boggy Creek, which Jeremy insisted that I pull all of the music for this. Um, now, Jeremy, did you do you know who sings this song? There is no other such as I. Jim Croce? Uh, no, not Jim Croce. Uh, this would actually... Yes, by director Charles Pierce also did this. Had the fucking cojones to not only direct, film, and make this movie, but also produce his own music for uh, The Legend of Boggy Creek, which uh, uh, I got to be honest with you. This is the first time I've ever delved into this one, Jeremy. Did you watch this as a child? Is this a is this a movie from your childhood? I got this uh, maybe twenty two three years ago from like a dollar bin. I think at uh, CVS, and I was like, "Well, this looks pretty awful." And I watched it. I was like, "Oh man, this is so awful. This is probably the worst movie I've ever seen." And I remember, <laughs> I remember loving it so much that I actually recorded the, the, the soundtrack onto MP3 just so I could <laughs> hear it more. I was like, "Man, this is." A- Amazingly bad. Gosh, these songs. Yeah, they're not. They're not great. Um, I think there could be definitely there could have been some improvement. But uh, this this movie itself, uh, for its time, apparently was very trend setting. Uh, this was a trend setting film of 1972. Too, uh, it began a, a trend of several so called drive in flicks uh, that all were presented as true stories, and this one presents itself as a true story, uh, and it would go on to uh, be repeated in uh, Walking Tall in 1973. Of course, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 74. Uh, McCon uh, County Line in 74. Jackson County Jail, 76. And The Town That Dreaded Sundown in 76. All of which case uh, uh, portrayed themselves that way. What movie was that again? You said a little bit. What what county? What county? Uh, The the Mackin County Line. Mackin County. Yeah, got it. Did I say it wrong? Would you say Would you say though that this is like one of the original found footage like pieces? Yeah, I feel like it's I, so 
watching this movie, I think it sparked two things. It's kind of like a found footage, but I'd say it's more of like the, uh, I think this is really the birth of something like Unsolved Mysteries more than anything, where it's, here's a here's a crazy tale, and here's a reenactment of some of the shit that was really happening. Uh, that is, none of it can be corroborated or is true, but uh, is a fun watch, for sure. But I mean, it very much kind of reminds me like of Blair Witch in the sense of like it tries to give you this idea that there's factual like people who are witnesses and then like there's legend um so I don't know I mean I think I think I mean you're right I just as far as I know this is like the first original found footage style but we don't really see that take off for what another 30 years really after that yeah well I think Blair Witch is very is very different than anything else and because that Blair Witch really feels like a found footage one like you just found a tape and this is what it is when this just feels like a more like a mockumentary right it's like a documentary oh, that they're because this it, it it plays like if you were watching Jacques Cousteau right it's filmed like that it's like ooh, beautiful scenes narrator this like and I don't think right. the found footage movies are are exactly no, like that yeah, I see what you're saying. You're right. But I see that I see it as an evolution of of this for sure. But I, I right. think, but I think right. it's a different there is a difference. Um, yeah. True. True. Found footage is the movie that I start watching ten minutes into, and I'm like, "Gosh, please buy a fucking tripod." Uh, yeah. Stop carrying the camera. I'm so Ugh. sick of the fucking shaking. It's so nauseating. Thing. Yeah, I got uh, I have four hits of diazepam before I start watching it. <laughs> And let, let's not forget the, 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 the ultimate in, in true story movies, Fargo. So, yes. 100% true. 100% true. It's <laughs> a fucking million dollar suitcase on a, on a Fargo drive some way. It's, some dumbass from, from Japan went to find and died of exposure. So, hell yeah. Sorry. So, uh, this, uh, the director, Charles Pierce, actually borrowed $160,000, uh, from a moving truck company to make this movie. Uh, and, actually ended up being regular tremendously successful in 1972 uh i found really good success in drive-in theaters and uh grossed 20 million making it the 10th highest grossing movie of 1972 <laughs> i mean that's pretty impressive uh that's shocking hey what's more shocking is that he used like real people like in the movie so like these are people from texarkana right and uh mm -hmm. from this little town that are actually telling their stories and also being the actors which are not they're not good they're, none of these people went on to bigger things uh no but the film was such a success on a small budget uh uh, that but the actors had to sue to actually get paid. So after more than three years of lawsuits, the case was settled for ninety thousand dollars. After attorneys' fees, uh, each actor ended up getting a thousand dollars. Wow, for this movie. that's horrible. <laughs> the tenth highest grossing movie of the seventies. They each got a grand for ultimately, and uh, three years of heartache and trouble. So, mm -hmm. just pay the people, goddammit. it! But hopefully, hey, and now it's just been released in four K. Uh, I didn't spring the money to get the get the highest quality rental of this, uh, but uh, I don't know what I'd be missing with the extra four K. But hey, maybe there's a resurgence, and then uh, hopefully some of the royalties will go trickle down to these actors. There's nothing, like the 4K, there's nothing like the 4K version of the Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> you really yeah, I totally watched it for free. I was like, I'm poor. <laughs> you could definitely see that tear coming out of her eye, like in the green light. And you're like, oh, man, I can really see it now in 4K. <laughs> Needed that extra pixelation. <laughs> Uh, but the movie starts out uh, with just lots of serene uh, settings like, oh, look at this beautiful thing. And then you finally just hear this fucking giant, this giant screech. At oh, no. And this little boy goes running to go uh, to go uh, tell uh, the townsfolk that they think they see a monster, which I think is this is very funny because you get to hear uh, a lot of the the locals talk. And I just want to just play a couple of clips of some of the locals in this uh, in this town here. You know, that's the third time that old lady sent that kid up here to tell me there's a big old hairy monster down there in my field. I guess I'll have to get down there tomorrow and see about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what good acting. And uh so 
be there. Uh, Tom Howard, did you see that? Ma? I'll tell you what, I'll be Hey, I don't like that you guys are making fun of my clan. Leave it, leave it alone. Those are my people. Um, also, I I was very disappointed. Sorry, motorcycles are going by because it's a nice day out. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed. I expected a lot more from this movie, like culturally. I find it very offensive that they are so racist against italians they're like oh my god a big hairy man i'm like hey his name is jake like be nice (laughs) i think the the imd trivia said that they tried to hire uh, a young robin williams to play the uh the the actual he was like yeah robin we were wondering if you could just prance around shirtless oh yeah oh what's the role what am i doing uh, ooh. uh we actually think you would be great as a ooh, sasquatch what if i'm really sassy and i walk through and go ooh, are you scared yet Ooh, it's me sasquatch robin williams they could have hired in, we'll pay you in cocaine we have a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> Ooh, my friend john belushi died of cocaine Ooh, i'm riding around the thing Ooh, i'm sky high on it looking in through your windows yay <laughs> They could have hired me. You know, a local comedian was like, Ashley, I like big, hairy Italian women. And I was like, Michael, I'm two of those things. Hell yeah. <laughs> the legend of Snatch Squatch. Uh... Oh, hey, <laughs> no. It's it's coming into, you know, spring. It's time for her to come out of hibernation. She's going to be looking dapper, nice and clean after I'm done shitting in both directions. She's going to look nice. <laughs> uh, hold on tell us how uh how she's gonna look but let me play this bed of music while you're while you're explaining how it's gonna look in the spring here. my pussy is gonna look like when eric tries to grow a beard it's gonna be a little patchy you're gonna be like oh this area is nice and then you look at the other side and you're like mm, why does that do that that's <laughs> and it's, it's gonna have a nice fresh salmon aroma for the bears <laughs> wad at you know be like oh i'm swimming upstream <laughs> all the little creatures are gonna come and drink from it mm. this no. is accurate okay I, th- I think that really set the mood there that set the thank mood thank you uh I'm telling my truth <laughs> <laughs> so now you hear these locals right you hear the locals that i was just uh uh talking about then you get to hear our narrator, which he doesn't sound like he's from here at all, but he claims that he is from the small town of Fluke, uh, or Fluke, uh, and uh, he... It, it, it is it is Falk, Arkansas. Falk, they Arkansas. They called Falkers. Oh, the meet, the meet the Falkers. I gotcha. I gotcha. But I love how he lives in like this backwoods part of Arkansas on the Texas border, and you just hear this fucking voice that basically has the same energy as Niles from fucking Frasier come in and just... This is Falk, Arkansas. I grew up here. The population was about 350 when I was a boy. It still is. Falk is way down in the southwest corner where Arkansas joins Texas and Louisiana. If you've ever driven from Shreveport to Texarkana, you passed right through Falk, even if you don't remember seeing it. There you go. Um, and now Jeremy was showing us uh, while we were speaking. Uh, the I, I had this a little bit later because when the dogs come in, the hat game in Falk is strong. Uh <laughs> There's so many. Everybody just wears a hunting hat, and they're listen. It's not one color. It is. It is. It is a fucking tapestry of whiteness. Let me just tell you. There's just uh, it, the one guy. I think he's wearing an American flag one pattern, and then. Uh, but it's like it's like an American flag pattern that you would see on like a, a like a Hawaiian shirt, like tiny flags all over the place. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so bad. Can I also point out? I think during that that narrative. I thought this was funny. He says the same 350 people have lived there since he was a kid. Since you were a kid, you sound old as shit. Are you telling me that no one has died? Nobody's died and nobody fucks at all. That's it. It's just... They just keep replacing the same 350 people. Okay, got it. Sorry, we're at capacity. (laughs) I I had to do my research on Falk, Arkansas. 
population now, 900. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. <laughs> the only thing, a fucking... Honestly, this place is more backwoods than the fucking uh, cigars by the same name. Um, we have to, we have to, we we have to bookend it towards the, the end of the film when they they go to actual Texarkana, the big town, population fifty thousand. Oh, oh my gosh, it's like Chicago. Yeah, the monster gets there and he's like, "I've never seen this fifty thousand people in one place." big and the big the, the police cars start coming from Texarkana oh my gosh and bring on the city music city music of how big Tex- are you telling are you telling me this is Sasquatch takes Manhattan <laughs> oh gosh oh man uh, okay I have one little minute montage of some of the other locals that they talk to about the monster just so you can get a flavor I got a little couple seconds of uh, all the interviews that go on here so here here's this and he ran on east, jumped over the fence, just seemed like he just sort of pushed it down with his left hand, just stepped over. It was wounded and was holding that right chest. It had that right hand on his chest all the time that it was in sight. He... I couldn't find no tracks, so I figured whatever it was came and left traveling up and down that creek. Not knowing what had killed them hogs, I just threw them away. I carried them way off out there in the bushes so the smell wouldn't get back up the house there. <laughs> that guy might be my favorite of all the interviews. He's like, "Oh yeah, could done kill one of my hogs. What'd you do?" He's like, "I just got it away so I couldn't smell it no more." And then <laughs> just fucking good stuff. I left that, that carcass out out in the wood, and then surprisingly, the carcass was gone. My shells and my shotgun, my squirrel shot to my buck shot. More for my protection than anything else. If I'd have had my rifle, I believe I could have knocked him down easy. But I doubt if I would have, because I kept thinking there's just a chance I might be a man. And if I'd have shot that thing it turned out to be a man, I'd have had to live with that the rest of my life. Couldn't be a man in gorilla suit, no fucking way, no, you know he's real. Um... <laughs> Oh, I no, might, no. I might have some some tenacious D drops that might come in from time to time. That was the gorilla suit one. There you go. Why don't you tell tenacious D that a friend said hello? Tell him it was a friend. <laughs> John C. Riley's greatest role as Sasquatch for tenacious you D. Tell him it was Sasquatch. They won't know which friend you're talking about. They're not going to know which one they were talking about. Ah, oh, man. I do. That's my favorite uh, Tenacious D subplot is that they that one time Sasquatch was the drummer of the band, but he was so shitty that they kicked him out. <laughs> he was so bad at drums <coughs> because he never gets to play so with much, anybody. So much better than Boogie Nights. Yeah, I agree. He really fucked that one up. So uh, the next we get to see the first reenactment, and this is where Mary Beth gets to see the uh, the monster. Uh, and uh, she looks out the window and just... Mary Beth, what's the matter with you? What happened? Tell me. Answer me. It was a long night of terror. In a few minutes, Mary Beth was revived, and the three women, shaking in fear... Freezing at every sound in the darkness. Couldn't be a man in gorilla suit, no fucking way, no, you know he's real. Hey, this is fucking real. This is real, okay? You didn't, you didn't grab my my third favorite line from the movie, which was, "Mary Beth, there's draft on the baby." <laughs> there's a draft on the baby. <laughs> she continues to read her book, which is funny. Reading in the in the same same. Fact, so <laughs> Mary Beth could actually read a book. Oh man! Uh, the next we get to. Oh yeah, they also show that outside that there's a dead cat, and that the cat uh, completely untouched. It was as if the cat was scared to death. <laughs> that part made sad. Now, do you, do you think that was a real cat that they just found, and they were like, "Ooh, wonder how this thing died." Oh, well, tell them it was the Sasquatch. Get a good shot of that dead cat. Um. Hopefully someday we'll do the movie Eraserhead where uh, David Lynch used a dead cat in the film. 
And apparently, to keep the cat preserved, David Lynch kept it in a in a uh, like a, a a bog of oil so that he could keep filming the cat two years later. <laughs> oh my god! I wonder how much right. if that cat dead cat goes up for auction. How much does that go for? It might still be in an oil bog somewhere. Yeah, you, know? you could you could be the owner of that can uh, that canned cat. Wow, my feelings are kind of hurt. Guys, I'm only charging $100 for my dead cat. <laughs> nice. Uh, so uh, next we see uh, one kid who's uh, he's an avid outdoorsman. He's out br- uh, bird hunting and such. And uh, he, of course, runs across the old Sasquatch, po- bucks a shot off at him and, uh, as well, uh, and then drops his gun and runs. <laughs> I do like the... I can never get tired of the screech. And uh, he rides around and then uh, uh, breaks a bunch of branches. But like, but people didn't think to just go ahead and grab it and pull any type of proof to actually prove that he's a real thing. Oh, well, guess we'll never know. <laughs> and it's at this point in the movie where uh, they bring in the dogs to try to go find the beast, right? And the, the way more hats and lots of dogs. Also, I want to mention that one of the hound dogs has a fucking rack. I mean, there's so many fucking titties on this one dog and they're all like like solid. She's like eight bee cups hanging off her as if she was just nursing pups like a week before. Uh, and I, um, it was challenging, but I did masturbate to it. Um <laughs> So uh, there is that. And then, you know, you get to this part in the movie. They say that the monster disappeared for eight years after this. Okay. Eight long years. So, you know what? You know what is the best is that there is now a musical montage for about the next 20 minutes of the movie where you just hear our director sing this. This is where the story plays, a world on which we seldom gaze. Page from the book of yesterday. Jerk off and that dog wind and wa- Say what? Sorry, did you jerk off to that dog while this played in the background? Yes, I, this is, I was like, shh. Butter, here oh. beneath the bright blue sky. Uh, things that crawl or swim or fly. Feed and breed oh. and live and die. Oh, I didn't know we tried to And then that's when I finish. Um, but even after all this, I like that there's the one part where just the Sasquatch is really sad walking through the woods. Like, why is he alone? Is he the only one he's ever known? He could have <laughs> the lonely he Sasquatch guys, is good. Can I point out that you bring this up? Do you know that I would fucking kill myself if as a single sad woman, my life was narrated everywhere I went, that there was a song dedicated to my singleness i would fucking kill myself like i walk into ulta and they're like she shops alone no one wants to bone this sad lady Uh, this week week coming in at number 49 is the lonely monster song by charles b pierce from the movie legend of boggy creek the lonely monster song <laughs> oh, the uh I don't know why this reminds me of it a lot, especially the sad Sasquatch part, but uh if you guys have ever played the game Red Dead Redemption uh 2, one of the side quests is that you can hunt Sasquatch down and there's five of them. You kill you go kill them one by one and you finally get to the last one and he's just it there's a cutscene and and Sasquatch is going <laughs> He goes, "You killed my entire family." He's just like, "Just put a bullet in my head i want to die like this and you're like and then you get the choice whether to let him live or die and then uh, i chose to let him live he's like no i'm the last one left <laughs> so you're like, um, eric i i felt no sadness for the last sasquatch because he obviously ate babies uh, that is true that is if 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 boggy creek is to be believed he was a monster indeed if I was the last of my kind, would you put me down? <laughs> no, we would just do that fun song everywhere you went. You know that. <laughs> I shit on my couch and you're like, oh, alone she poops herself. <laughs> oh, so funny. 
Stinky. Uh, I remember the first time I watched this movie, I don't think I've ever been so angry at a movie. And and that's saying something with like the Michael Moore movies that apparently he had enough narration to do with these scenes where he just filmed Swampland. But then apparently he didn't have enough narration. So he just shows us more Swampland and pans off into nothing or into a tree. And I remember even 20 years like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you wasting our time? This bullshit. And I, I remember screaming at the television like, what the fuck are you doing? Why? Why? So well, to- well, here's a question, though, for both of you. How long is this movie? I don't remember. It's pretty short, isn't it's it? It's under 90 minutes. I think it's, it's like five hours. It's an hour that's and 26 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. He had he did not have enough of a movie and he had to fill something in to get them to okay this movie. So he had to tell them he had a long enough movie. Oh, oh by shitty- the way. Oh, by the way, let's just just pan into this tree. Yeah, let's look at Ooh, look at let's this. Let's zoom in on a on a tree and that Look at this little spirally spirally piece of vine. Let's look at this for a good We're going to look at this for a good 30 seconds. That's it. What did you do today, honey? I was like, I fucking edited together 30 minutes of real bullshit right here. And <laughs> guess what? We got a movie. Uh Oh, did well, you put like your you- song in it? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, it's like, oh, is it a nature documentary? No, it's about finding Sasquatch. Ooh. <laughs> This guy must have the most supportive wife in the whole world because there's no way. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, just making a little documentary about uh, the Boggy Creek thing. Not a big deal. Uh, did you? Wait a minute. You borrowed $160,000 to make this? <laughs> there's no. Nobody. He, this is vision. Okay. This is pure vision on direct on the director's uh, part. So thank you, Mr. Pierce. I'm glad it, uh, it, it got made and that it exists and that you fucking didn't pay any of your actors you piece of garbage (laughs) so uh now the funniest part is that he borrowed a hundred and sixty thousand dollars and i don't know where a hundred and fifty of it went um that's actually the most shocking part of it uh (laughs) Because I, I just somebody he like he was like yeah I made this movie he pulls up in a fucking Lamborghini and just like what was the budget I was like get film uh, sets the uh, ooh, oh yeah and this fucking gorilla costume that like bought at the dollar store uh, during Halloween yeah this is a I like though that we get through this whole montage right of sad Sasquatch. Only to be, uh, because the logical thing that you do, right, after showing, like, a nice little interlude like that, uh, is what you really need is a, a canoeing montage. Because that's actually the <laughs> next <you>? thing. <laughs> Wait a minute for me. Let's go back in the bottom. Back where the fish are biting. Where all the world's inviting. I'm 99% sure this song, this is the Travis Crabtree song. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, he, there was a song, you're like, we need lyrics. He's like, uh, it's okay, I'll freestyle it, not a problem. The, tell me that there's no way that these lyrics were written down. And then he was like, yep, these are, this is it, right? And nobody sees the flowers bloom but me. Travis Crabtree, do you see what I see <laughs> on the gentle winds of morning? A million birds are singing. First of all, he like refuses to rhyme. It makes me. I, I was just like uh, in the morning. I was just like, huh. Birds are soaring. Soaring, yeah. Nope, nope, birds are singing. Fuck, you gotta stop it! Just rhyme one! Make a rhyming sentence! Like Why? the bells of heaven ringing. Okay, ringing, yeah, ringing. And nobody sees the flowers bloom but me. God damn it! <laughs> please, please, please get to the trumpet part. Please get to the trumpet. I don't know if I have the whole trumpet part. Hold on. Drop me on a patch of land. <laughs> Right here. <laughs> Never stepped upon by man. With 
the crystal water flows deep While the falcon flies high across the yellow-eyed sky Lord, ain't it great to be free Ah, oh, man, what a, wonder, what a wonderful song. Like Cat Stevens, but better. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, like, I like his signature song, The Year of the Cat. So. Year of the Cat. Year of the Cat. Um, it, it, by the way, um, did you know what um, Travis Crabtree did on this film? What did he do? They wrote it? No, I don't know. He, he was the key grip. <laughs> key grip, hell yeah. <laughs> So, uh, this is, uh, the next time this, so this kid then canoes over to meet the, the most backwoods of the backwoods people, this, this yokel right here. Uh, uh, you gotta get a little bit, I have, I have his audio, but he is, I know Jeremy can't control himself. I can, like when I watched it, I was like, I know Jeremy likes this guy the best. And I didn't even need to ask him. And I just, I know Jeremy's sense of humor is just hearing this guy talk like a regular human being. It is good though. It is good. Let's see a little listen. They always bring me tobacco and sugar and stuff like that. Even a bottle of wine every once in a while. He sounds like he has like a whole like every watermelon seed is stored underneath his tongue while he talks. He's like, "That's why I keep the seed for later." <laughs> Did you notice my my bottle tree on the way in? I use them bottles as fruits on my trot lines. I catch some mighty big catfish and buffalo on them lines. <laughs> Here an old crane flies over every day, looks at my place. I don't know what he's looking for. Once you, you get to know these bottoms, you, you never like for something to do. People always ask me why I stay down here. I tell them I stay because I like it better here than I would anywhere else. Looks like they could figure that out for themselves. <laughs> oh, magical! Just magical, Jeremy. Would, would you like to tell us uh, your uh, your love of this character? Amazingly, Ken isn't married. <laughs> I like that he also lives in just a Jason Voorhees style shack that's thrown together uh, in the middle of the woods. Like it is probably like I feel like the structure itself. He's like, oh, it's falling apart. Uh, what? It's got some really weird mortar. He's like, it's my shit. That's what I use to to build my house. It's pure. It's my own feces. <laughs> did you did you notice my bottle tree? I emptied all those bottles myself, and uh, also nobody has found my my still out here because I dress up as the monster to scare away people. <laughs> yes, yeah, he, he does. He is emphatic. He's like, there ain't no monster out here. I ain't never seen him. I ain't never seen anybody. Also, I've never known the touch of a woman, which is why I have sex with trees. That's actually, I actually, I found this one. It looks like, look at this, look at this tree right here. It's kind of, it looks, doesn't it look like a, like a vagina, like a nice one. What I do is I, sometimes I'll take a, I'll take a salamander and I'll skin it. I'll put it inside and I'll make love to this tree for hours. And sometimes I just do that. Oh. Anyway. Some, some people don't know who my, my favorite cousin is who comes to visit me. That's otherwise known as Vietnam Tom. Oh, driving. Vietnam Tom loves his friend Ken. I love his bottle tree as well. Oh, I remember when Tom, he came over one time and he drank 17 jars of my piss. And I just, <laughs> I never, I, we've been friends ever since that day. And he said it still made him high because there was plenty of alcohol in it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know what piss jug is really when it has the right amount of blood tint in it. That's when I cap it. <laughs> oh man, I think we lost Ashley. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll sally forth. Uh, well, let's just talk back and uh, also just the fact that Travis is his, is his only <laughs> his only link to humanity. 
who brings him his tobacco products and every other toiletry that he needs, as opposed to just using barehandedness. So he, he brings me toilet paper, tobacco, and seashells. seashells, and boy pussy. That's that's what this young fine lad brings me. Um, no, it is really it is really good. Uh, the next, so the next is uh, we get to see a uh, scientist, and I use that. Uh, you can't see the air quotes, but uh, scientists that come to inspect the um, uh, the tracks and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I got to be honest with you. This is definitive proof that it is not an orangutan. It is not a guy in a fucking gorilla. It's not a gorilla. It is definitely a real cryptid. Take a look at the plaster cast of his foot. Now you know he's real. Listen real close to the audio tape. Now you know you know he's real. Couldn't be a man in gorilla suit. No fucking way. Now you know he's real. 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 There you go. I don't need any more proof. Um, so, uh, the next, uh, I, I'm sure is another banger part for Jeremy. I think you, you this is, I, I dare I say probably one of your favorite parts because it has the same energy as, uh, uh, the Easter bunny, I guess. So Jeremy loves this one video. Uh, this is, uh, this is the one part of um the east you well you know the easter bunny video if you've never seen it it's this viral video of uh, a small uh, kid and his sister and they're like look it's the easter bunny and the easter bunny is dressed as like this frightening like twilight zone version it's coming in like ah it's not the easter bunny <laughs> he starts like fucking panicking uh it has the same energy as that for sure uh definitely the tim burton easter buddies so. yeah yeah <laughs> So, yeah, mom, uh, they, the kids bring over to go see where they saw their Sasquatch. Oh, right? Run for your lives. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Um, the, uh, the last part, uh, the, the, they also showed this other scene, like right after that, about a guy who's retelling, uh, uh, regaling us about how, uh, Sasquatch killed his dog, which, uh, I did pull audio of the dog. Uh, and I don't know, this part just makes me laugh. Looked to me like he grabbed my dog and ripped the hide right off his back. Now, let me tell you something. He killed the finest dog that I ever had, but I'm going to get him one of these days and that's going to be all she wrote. <laughs> Just I like that he's threatening Sasquatch. He's like, I'm gonna find that son of a bitch for ripping the hide off my dog. I paid at least five dollars for that dog, which is the most I've paid for any dog, and he had papers. And uh now I'm I'm Jewish. <laughs> I don't understand how your Judaism comes into play with this, but okay. Well, you know, two five thousand years of history. Uh, I'm Jewish just because my wife divorced me and made me Jewish. I'm, I'm from the Big Lebowski. And, that's, and that is that. Uh, so uh, the last 20 minutes of this movie, I guess, is the last reenactment, which is this is a bizarre, like, it's weird that how this all comes together. It's like, okay, so there's two guys that aren't from uh, from the area. They not only move in together uh, to save money, uh, but they also bring both of their families because, yeah, then our families will have somebody to play with, each other's families, and we'll go off and have gay cowboy cattle and fun, uh, and we'll come back at night, and then we'll have our house here. And the house, I, I looked at it for so long, I don't understand what it's made out of. Like, it's somehow wallpapered on the outside. I like It makes no sense. It's like, it's not brick. It's almost like they shingled the outside of the house so that it's just a house of shingles. Uh, apparently in, in some building practices, you could just get a giant, uh, shingle, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, a roll shingle. So it's not yeah, yeah. little shingles. It's a roll. And of course it looks like maybe brick, whatever design they decide to put on it. And that's <laughs> home from the elements. So I just like the shittiness of how fucking horrible this house looks. They're like, honey, uh, yeah, we're not going to live in a house of our own anymore. We're going to share it with another family. Also, it's completely made out of roofing materials. This is the future. I don't think it made 72. They probably had 
happen to pay at least a hundred dollars a month to live in such a great place. Yeah, so. yeah, hell yeah. So, uh, uh, over the next like couple of nights, basically the the monster stalks them from outside, and they just occasionally come out and shoot at it with shotguns. And then they call the sheriff. He's like, huh, "Well, that seems like it's real to me. Here you go, have a couple more shotguns." And then he just leaves. And then there's just a shooting montage of them just shooting wildly into the blackness. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, the sheriff comes over and the most white privilege moment of any movie ever where, is, where the sheriff is like, well, just take this gun. You know, you guys might need like, no, no, no sheriff at any time <laughs> yes. ever just gives you a gun to protect yourself ever. You're you're now the deputy of Boggy Creek. Here you go. There's your shotgun. I'll have your cruiser by week's end. I'll get that gun tomorrow after he's ripped you to shreds and your body is somewhere you know, scattered abroad. Sir, I actually, I don't have any, uh, I don't want to be in law enforcement. Too late. I've done chosen you. It works like knighthood. Now you have to be one. Oh, by the way, we totally skipped over the, the young ladies who are having their slumber party. Yeah, <laughs> I did write down there was the slumber party scene, uh, but uh, who, where they scare off Sasquatch just by loading a gun shittily for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> These girls, of course, of course, still have a gun while they're alone, but of course have to fight to get a gun, get cartridge, uh, actual bullets into the gun. And of course, the real story was, Yes, and all the girls died of friendly fire as they shot each other <laughs> yeah. the house because they were scared shitless. So. That is true. Oh god, yeah, that was that was fun. They all looked like also the all three of the girls looked like uh like low rent versions of fucking Jodie Foster. Like every iter like not one of them. Like if you separated all of her characteristics, like you get her nose, you get her chin, and you get uh, her hair. And now you're all three different people that look like backwoods trash. Uh, it's good. I like. Amazingly, this movie isn't John Hickley's favorite movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's also though after they buck shots off for like a good minute into the darkness, uh, he the one guy then goes out and then they have he's a wrestling match, a literal fucking Greco-Roman style roll with the fucking monster who doesn't seem like he's ridiculously strong, but you do for a brief second get to actually see the face of Sasquatch, which is. Just it's a gorilla mask that has the eye holes cut really big out of it. It's real bad looking, really bad. Literally the same, the same mask that the guy from uh, Trading Places wears when he's locked in a cage by uh, what's his name, Senator Senator, what's his name from Saturday Night Live, and 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 um, is getting raped by a real gorilla. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch uh, that? Uh, did you ever watch the? Um, uh, Eric Andre movie. I think it's called a uh, bad trip or, uh, if you haven't, it's like, it's kind of like jackass Jeremy. They do like, uh, people on the street bits and stuff like that. Uh, but there's one Eric Andre skit where he, he, uh, pretends to get locked inside of the, the, the ape enclosure. And it's, it's really realistic looking ape like like suit or whatever and people are like oh my god i can't get out i can't get out and the and the ape comes over and then takes his pants off and rapes him in front of everybody <laughs> and people are like oh my god get him out please help me <laughs> oh god it's really you would jerry you would love it you would love it as this <laughs> as this lady's like and the people are just like oh my god like they can't watch uh and jeremy there is a there is a money shot that happens during it <laughs> it's definitely it's worth the watch um so uh after all that happens uh they get back inside and uh then it, it does like one last scare i think and then disappears uh, uh never to be found again and we get to hear our uh a narrator uh speak these final words about uh the, the the monster of boggy creek standing out in this field it all comes rushing back and an icy tingle starts down my spine when I recall that terrible, lonesome cry. It was so long ago that it seems incredible the creature is still out there, somewhere, right this minute, maybe even watching me. 
Of course, you may not believe that or any of this story. You may think the whole thing is a hoax, and that's your privilege. But if you're ever driving down in our country along about sundown, keep an eye on the dark woods as you cross the Sulphur River bottoms, and you may catch a glimpse of a huge, hairy creature watching you from the shadows. Yes, he's still here. And you know, I'd almost like to hear that terrible cry again, just to be reminded that there is still a bit of wilderness left, and there are still mysteries that remain unsolved and strange, unexplained noises in the night. And that brings us to an end of the legend of Boggy Creek, Jeremy. Uh, You have to backtrack the greatest scene of the movie. The the kick goes into the bathroom to take a shit. The Bigfoot attacks through the window. And he runs into the building and goes, <laughs> More than Boomhauer, Boomhauer, and of course when they, when they when they go out onto the front porch with which, but in the time was definitely an assault flashlight with a battery the size of like a real car battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to shine a light out of so. That was my another favorite part of my movie. So. Oh, it was. You know what? It was a fun time, Jeremy. I, I, uh, I, I enjoyed the movie. But what are your final thoughts on the Legend of Boggy Creek? Um, this movie, I think, kind of makes Manos the hands of fate look like Gone with the Wind. I, I, I listen. Manos is actually, for all of its faults, uh, has the strongest quad game I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but. Uh, you know, I uh, I personally love this movie. It's it's a fun watch. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, if you want to spend two three bucks to watch a fucking horrible movie about Sasquatch and get some good laughs and see some real salt of the earth folks from uh, from Arkansas, check it out. And uh, I think it'll be, you know what. Give it, a, give it a taste. You might just enjoy yourself and come back for more. Anyway, uh, you can uh, catch me uh, next month. I got a Rough Edges Brewing show coming up. Um, all types of shows, doing this, doing that. I think the next, uh, the one up in, in PA at Waynesboro, uh, who's headlining that? That is, oh, yeah, the great Josh Kaderna uh, and uh, Tinker Bryant and uh, all types of funny people will be at that show. Uh, of course, you can find links and all that shit at ericcomedy.com. That's Eric with a K, comedy with a C. Uh, so check all that out. We need your support. And, of course, Die Laughing Productions for all of the murder mysteries and crap like that. Jeremy, take us out of here. Travis Crabtree! <laughs>